Hello friends, welcome to the 8th house of astrology, ruler of occult, magic, mystery, and truth. Join me, Sarah, a developing psychic medium with a scientific mind, and my good friend Eliza, a tarotist and thanatologist, as we explore, through the lens of the tarot, the healing hidden within the deepest and sometimes the darkest corners of the human experience. first time I had a, a real medium experience as an adult, I was, I was reading on a 1-900-psycho line. That's what my family called them. And I was reading for a woman. I still remember she lived in the Ozarks. And I was, I was in Michigan at the time, but I'm from Louisiana, so I know the Ozarks. And I pulled for deep past chariot reversed. Now, that card has lots of meanings. I don't read reversals anymore, but I looked at it and I said, this can represent, oh, it's somebody who's in a car wreck and they want you to know that they did die before the car crash. It was their heart. And all of a sudden, and this still, this is still true for me. I don't see someone, but all of a sudden I have a memory of a photograph or something in my head. That's neat. And so I can describe the person to them. I described her husband in detail in terms of what he just had worn when he died. I gave her the message he wanted, which was, and I quote, don't move the big pots by yourself. And at that point, I thought, what the hell? You have come back, crossed the other side to communicate with me to your wife, and you don't say, I love you. You don't say, Hey, honey, it's great over here. I'll see you when you get here. No, you say don't move the big pots. At that point, she started laughing and crying because she said it's really him. I was just thinking about moving and she had, um, she described them as terracotta plants. You couldn't fit your arms around planters and she was going to try to drag them in by herself. And usually he helped her. Oh, gosh, yeah, that's it was it was just for me. And it actually made me think I was crazy. Um, after that, I had a lot of people start showing up and I'm reading for people. I'm doing lottery numbers for two sisters. And I told them I suck at it. If I was good at lottery numbers, would I be doing this? No. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, that. And when my mediumship kicks in, it's almost as though I've suddenly looked and seen the person, but I didn't. It's just like a yeah. walked in. So but my real connection with tarot, um, a friend read for me in college, and it was between 80 and 81. I, we don't really remember. She's passed just about two years ago, and I still miss her, MJ. Um, but her reading for me was with the Thought Deck, and she bought me a copy, right? We went down to this place in Shreveport, Louisiana, and, and I started trying to work with that deck. And I'm going to say this, and I've said it before, and it will cause a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> what? I do not like the thought deck at all. I get um, it. it. Doesn't I, visually I, grab me, right? So, I, I think I, it's beautiful, but yeah, oh. I, I, yeah, that's for interest. I mean, it's beautiful, but I, I, yeah, I'm really interested in hearing your. Um, so be as open as you want. Harris, that's your last name. I was talking about this with a friend and Lady Frida like, Harris. I couldn't remember her last name. I said Lady Lady Frida, Lady Frida, what's her name? But yeah. 
Well, you're talking to me. I'm a Heron. So. <laughs> and then I found paganism. I found Wicca. Um, I was living in Ohio, had done um, a wonderful imbo. I'm giving way too many details. I gave, had a wonderful imbo ritual where Diane Stein was there and she'd been visiting, doing another workshop. So she did this ritual with us. And three women came from Toledo. Several people came that I didn't know. And <laughs> they were all very short. Um, the mom at the tallest was 5'3", and the <laughs> shortest was 4'11". I felt like a freaking linebacker around them. Yeah, I'm a pop. But the mom stopped on her way out, and she said, she reintroduced herself. Um, she said, there's something about you. You have very old eyes. Now, that's a pickup line in the pagan community like you wouldn't believe. But she actually meant it and she gave me her information. And I, after that circle, I had a really, really bad experience of waking up and not being able to move. I think they call it paralysis. Sleep paralysis. paralysis. Yeah. But I, it, I won't go into it, but it was a nasty, icky thing. And I felt like there was another entity in the room. Yeah. It's and, scary. I haven't had it myself, but I have close uh, friends who have experienced it. Not fun. So I went to work. I owned a dog grooming shop at that time. And um, what I did was I went home and I don't know where I got, I had a, a bundle of sage. I think it was right in the kitchen. And I went in the kitchen, lit it. I started up in my bedroom and I didn't know anything what I was doing. And basically what I said is I walked around the room and said, get the fuck out of my house. Literally yelling yeah. after that. But I called her. Um, I'll use her, her pagan name, but it's Lady Liana She, And she's still with us. She's up in Toledo. Wonderful, wonderful human. And I've reconnected with one of her daughters. Hi, Jane. Um, but and that's how I got into Wicca. As part of the training, you know, you do dedicant to initiate. Initiate is first degree and then first to second. In your initiate training or in my group, one of the things we were told is you need to have some form of divination. Okay. I tried scrying, didn't work. Um, really? Yeah. It's. Tell me about that real quick. I'm really brain, interested in scrying because I used to do it unintentionally and I didn't realize that's what it was called or what, you know, but I'd like yeah. to hear like your definition of and like what you're, what it's supposed to yield. It didn't work for me in that it didn't give me any divination. Okay. Like this is coming. Yeah. It kind of showed me other things that were happening. And, and I did right. it with a black mirror. I did it with, I've still got this beautiful handmade bowl with three legs. And what you do is you fill it with water. And on a night of the full moon, you set it. So the full moon is on one side and it just, you watch it, it tracks across. To me, it's just so soothing and like a meditation, but yeah, it wasn't, it never gave me information. I yeah. Guess. And I'm not a visual meditator, right? I close my eyes and they say, see an apple. And I'm like, where's the fucking apple? Yeah, so no, I can't visualize either. <laughs> and I think that's why I liked that practice because it like soothed my eyes and it allowed me just to drift and see things exactly. that my eyes wanted to see. So well, yeah, me, but it wasn't was like, informative. Scrying's out. Um, what were the other ones said? I can't throw bones. Um, and this was way before, uh, cultural appropriation. Um, but I, I 
like the tarot. So, and I talked to my teacher. We went to a, um, it was a psychic fair. It was like body, mind, spirit, but it was much smaller. And we were walking down and she said, just look at the tarot deck, see which one jumps out at you. And I did. And there was just one deck and it was called the Herbal Tarot. It's by Michael Tierra and Candace, somebody or other. And I liked it. I picked it up and it's very Rider Waite. Like it's Rider Waite with a plant at it. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. I, I still have that deck, but that deck and I were like, oh, mind blown. And that's when I started. I started reading for everybody. If you stood still for longer than two minutes, I mean, want a tarot reading? <laughs> and I started that. And 85, is, I, I say people, I started studying because I kept reading about it. It was like, cool. But 85 is when I got the deck that made sense to me. Um, and I'd read Eden Gray. I'd read A.E. Waite. But then I got this really little book that you may have heard about called Tarot for Yourself by a gal named Mary Kay Greer. Mm -hmm. That book and that book alone is what opened me up intuitively plus my high priestess is, is she called herself an intuitive astrologer and she mm -hmm. really is so it was very much the idea of opening my brain and just letting stuff come in and now when I teach people I'm like okay the easiest way to start is lay three cards now tell me the story read left mm -hmm. to right what's happening and that's worked for a lot of people. I teach um, writers how to write with tarot. And I teach tarot people how to write with tarot. Um, you know, because everybody, everybody I meet, and I don't know if it's I just collect them, wants to write a book. They want to get something out there. And I don't know if it's about your legacy. I, I don't know what it is, but and I also hang out with authors. So that may be, you know, just my pool. of No, people. I think we do attract um, things for a reason. Our experience started there. And as I started reading, I got affirmation that I was really good at it and that I should do it for money. And my friends started, you know, tipping me. And so I thought, well, I'm going to sell them. And I went to eBay. I am one of those eBay tarot readers from back of the mm -hmm. day. And I would list tarot reading for five bucks, you know, and do tarot readings. And that's how I, I found friends who did tarot. And within the pagan community, it's fairly common. Um, and somebody said, hey, I read for a 1-900 psychic line and they're looking for more people. I thought, heck, I'll try it. I'd love to have some extra money. And I read for it for a couple of months, long enough to know it made me feel like a prostitute. Um, yeah. You know, because they were charging people five bucks a minute and I was making 75 a minute. So, but that's where I had the very first, like I told you, the very first psychic true. It was very, after a couple of those, like six months later, I quit and I went into therapy because I thought I was bonkers. I would drive yeah. past cars and know that this guy was contemplating a divorce that woman was contemplating an engagement like it's overwhelming yeah 
And I learned how to shut it down. I learned uh, the, the image of a faucet and the faucet's all coming in and you just crank the faucet down. Nice. A okay. little trickle. <laughs> and when you need them open, you open them back up. Um, That's really it, cool. I have at times had to point my finger and go, they paid for this reading. I need to keep reading. If you can just hold that thought. Yeah. Some of them come in are like, well, they need to have this and this and this. And I'm like, stop. You know, what you do you think? Hand up. <laughs> like where, what do you think that comes from? How would you, have you ever, I'm sure you have, have you ever really, I don't know if you did it in therapy or on your own, but explored why it is that you can do this. To be honest, I haven't because this is my Aquarius fighting with my Scorpio on Pisces. I'm afraid if I get too analytical about it, it'll, it'll go, away. go away. Yeah. Cause I'm yeah. very, it's a very emotional piece of me. And I mean, I don't mean that I get emotional, but it know. comes from the emotional part of you. Yeah, and not I the analytical. It's kind of like when I was just yeah. talking about um, my sister and mother both majored in English. Mm-hmm. And I was just describing this to my husband, um, I went history because I just wanted to learn about everything. And I did not like my English classes. I, I love literature, but when I was forced to pick it apart, it ruined it for me. So I kind of feel like that might be what you're saying about, um, you didn't want to start analyzing and picking it apart, um, because then it goes away. Yeah, it kind of ruins the magic for me, if you will. Uh, yeah, because exactly. there is something, you know, I grew up on Disney. Okay, not politically correct anymore, but I grew up on magic. You know, I love Peter pa- Pan. <laughs> was exactly. Peter Pan one of them? Yeah. Yeah. But the power and connectivity of magic. And I read The Hobbit when I was like nine years old. I am a very fast reader um that's great did you you read (laughs) did you read like the harry potter books like deathly hallows the last one i was not into harry potter but yeah it's like i'm not a reader i'm not a a reader and it's like 700 pages or something i read it in about six and a half hours yeah i tell you stuff so yeah my eyes just don't do it um i i I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish that would be like maybe what a, a gift I wish I could have. Um, so I completely, yeah, I listen to books and I read on my Kindle and I'm finding that screen reading is easier for me, but the way I read is, um, it's how the Evelyn Wood speed reading courses. I don't know if Evelyn Wood speed reading is even still around, but apparently you're taught to read in groups. So you don't read she jane ron you read she jane ron she dick ron she dog ron it's, it's like a but i my grandmother tested me when i was like i don't know 11 or so and she had sent something to my mother she said had stephanie read this my given name is stephanie which i'm fine it's out there um and i read it and she, what granny said was and if you read if you read the entire thing just keep reading and let me know where you stop she timed me. She asked me, I told her, and she said, that is impossible. And my mother <laughs> took the phone and said, it is not impossible. I just watched her do this. And basically 
my grandmother said, well, she doesn't need the, the speed reading course. I had just read literally off the chart. She, But yeah, so the psychic stuff is, when I've analyzed it, I guess I kind of do analyze it. I simply associate it with moon in the eighth house in Scorpio. I had a friend that was doing uh, genealogy with astrology and my That's mother so cool. being a Scorpio son, mm-hmm. you know, so there was, there was yeah. some stuff yeah. going on. That was- I do believe that the more traumatic event, the harder it is for a spirit to let go of their yeah. loved ones or where they were. Right. So it's, or they're just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend, first person in my life that I actually know who committed suicide. I'm still mad at you, Marcy, was two years ago, March 17th. And the reason I'm still angry. My friend died on March 14th. The Ides of March, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm mad at her because we had talked and talked and talked about her suicidal feelings. You know, yeah. and she would call me when these came up. She didn't call me this time. I didn't miss a call. There was no missed text. So, you know, and so as my the Scorpio and me got mad and got resentful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I need to work through that. I need to process and do a reading with her. So we'll see. Oh, <laughs> she's somebody well, I knew from high school. Do you use, do you do that? Sometimes, sometimes um, I've tried with my mother. My mother and I were basically best friends because of that Scorpio Scorpio connection, she was sarcastic and funny as hell. And her Mm -hmm. friends, and I look almost just like her. If you see pictures of us side by side, it is, you cannot deny. I think I have noticed that when you posted that, I, I, I'm not a big, like, like her interactor on Mm -hmm. Facebook, but yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. And it's, you know, so, but she didn't respond. Um, and basically, she had a psychic experience on Sunday, and her best friend told me this. She said, Mary Lou, I was talk- talking to her on the phone, this before she had gone into her dementia. She had kidney failure and had stopped doing um, kidney dialysis because she also had cancer, inoperable. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you read when they do the, when they stop dialysis, is there is a, not a lucid, it, they, they lose their lucidity and they go into this rambling, crazy talk. And I actually called her during that and it was crazy. Acid builds up, I believe. And wow. apparently it's a very easy way to go. That's the other thing the doctor told us. But mama told her best friend, or one of, she was like me, she had many best friends. And she said, oh, I, I she said Maury stopped by, which was her husband. He was 18 years older and had died I don't know, 13 years before her. And she said, Maury stopped by as though he had just walked into her room and said, he'd pick me up Thursday evening. Mm. That's what night she died. And it was yep. in the evening. <laughs> so do you, would you say there's like untapped things that we can do that um, some people like maybe everybody can do them. And, and then just some of us are just more keyed into them. I, I, I kind of touched on this earlier, but it was really brief. I absolutely believe we're all born with, I call it holy brain. And I don't mean like, mm-hmm. oh, I mean like a sieve on our brain. 
and so we've got these little holes we can go out and that's how oh, we wow. see our invisible friends that's how we see i saw fairies and chased them um and i think that's how we do i talk to trees they talk back same here and my daughter and, does that we have the tree talking thing yeah i love pine trees because they, they talk you too to Oh, okay. I love them too. I yeah. was actually afraid of pine cones when I was little and I like made this conscious relational shift with pine trees. So I think that's why they're so important to me. Like I faced a fear and, but why, why would I be afraid of pine cones? I think that fear allowed me to go into it. So it's really yeah. strange. But. but I think parents, when they say that's not possible, corks. You mm. don't have an invisible friend, cork. Yeah. And I think they, they cork us all up. My mother told me that when I was almost three and my sister was about six months old, she was an Air Force wife and at home alone in officer's housing. So she was in a little house by herself. And she heard me in my bedroom saying, hi, man. Hi. Hi, man. Well, <laughs> I had an outside window that the railroad went by and hobos were still a thing, right? Hobo, yeah. This was 64, <laughs> 63. And so I had to think, do I run out the door and get help across the street? Or do I, cause she knew where my car, my, of course she knew where my crib was, right? So she's going to dash in my room and yank me out of the crib and run. Well, she dashes in my room. It's completely yeah. empty other than me standing up, holding onto the rail, looking at a particular corner, going, hi, man, hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Aaron, wonderful, wonderful. Yes, thank you as well. I'm so glad that we worked through this. And me too. It just, it just shows you how, um, you know, like you're saying, if you're seeking joy, if you're seeking the good, if you're seeking um, meaning, I think that's my joy is finding meaning in things. I have to remember those things. So I do too. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Thank you you have to like much. form them in your head. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Erwin. Bye, honey. Thanks. Bye.